Welcome back to the Chaim Davies Show. I'm your host, Chaim Davies, and in today's episode, we are going to continue our Pesach exploration series, and we're holding right in the middle of the Haggadah in the paragraph known as the Four Sons. We've learned about the wise and the wicked sons. The wise son realizes that in order to live a life of freedom, he must grapple with details and nuance and participate in each of those things, whereas the Russia views the Jewish people's narrative from the outside. He doesn't see himself as part of an organic whole, and as a result, he sees the mitzvot as a burden rather than as an opportunity. The last two sons are the Tam and the Eno Yodel the innocent son or the simple son and one who does not know how to ask. And the Haggadah says as follows, Tam Mahu Amer, what does the Tam say? What does the simple or innocent son say? Mazot, what is this? Meaning to say, what is this whole Pesach experience that you guys are doing? I just, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't have the complexities. I'm not looking for the details. I'm not curious about why certain mitzvahs are done in certain ways as opposed to others. I'm just, I just want to know what it's all about. And so what do we tell them? That with a, an, a mighty hand, God took us out from Mitzrayim, from the house of bondage. And this is amazing because we actually stress to the simple son his participation. The fact that he would have been included. God took us out from Egypt, from the, from the Beit Avadim. And that's an amazing thing. And I think that the reason for that is because the Tom expresses pure curiosity. That innocent interest in what's going on around him. And as we've already seen, the whole point of the Seder is to create that interest, that curiosity, the desire to be part of this amazing thing that's going on before the children's eyes. And so the Tom is actually the only child in these four sons, that we stress to them that they are actually a part of the freedom story. And we don't go into all sorts of lengthy details or fascinating tales. We simply tell them about the story of the Exodus of Egypt. And that itself is going to draw them into identifying with the Jewish people's history. The last of the four sons is this one who doesn't even know how to ask. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're three years old and they don't know how to formulate a sentence. The point is that they don't even know that there's something to be asked about. They take Judaism as a given, and they, they don't necessarily have a curiosity or an interest to participate in a discussion about the meaning of freedom and the legacy of the Jewish people. And so what do we tell such a person? At ptachlo. We are supposed to create an opening for them. We open up the dialogue, and we bring them into a discussion about these events. Shinamar, as the Pasuk says, you should inform your child on this night. That not that you should respond to them, you should simply inform them. And that's why we know that it's talking to the Enei Odei Lemor telling them, that it's because of this that God did for me when I was taken out of Mitzrayim. And so here we're stressing to the child, and we're actually not doing this in, in an overt fashion, but we are, in a sense, excluding the Eno Yudei We're quoting the same verse that, was, uh, that, we, that we brought down when we were talking to the Ben Harasha, to the wicked son. We're just applying it in a different fashion. We're telling them the story, and we're ta- talking to them about the power of freedom, and they happen to be left out of it, which is, again, a shocking thing, and doesn't really sit so, you know, uh, so easily with our, with our comfort level. But that's because freedom is not a game. Right? We're not just handing out freedom cards, get out of jail free. The only way that a person would have achieved freedom at those times in Egypt is if they had that curiosity. They had that fire burning within themselves. They had the passion to know, to, to ask, what is this? And how do I get in more involved in freedom? 
And so we don't, you know, we don't uh, hold back any punches from the Eno Yedei Now we're not going to shove it in their face, but we're going to open the dialogue to them and try to bring them into the place where they could one day be someone who carries the mantle of freedom. But we're not going to guarantee them freedom because they haven't yet earned it themselves. And that's something that's so powerful and, you know, maybe that's a little bit countercultural about the Jewish understanding of freedom is that it's something which needs to be earned. And as a result of that, the Eino Yodei the person who hasn't yet learned how to ask questions, how to have their own point of view and be curious about the world around them, has not yet come to a place where they can tap into the latent potential of being truly free. Now, the next paragraph in the Haggadah is actually directly related to the one that we just finished about the four sons. Because once we understand that there's so much nuance in the different ways that we're supposed to tell the story and in, in kind of involve our children in the Pesach experience and discovering freedom for themselves, we would have easily concluded that we should have started this like two weeks ago. I mean, why are we waiting till the very day of Pesach itself in order to start telling the story? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I imagine it's the case in every Jewish school around the world that as soon as Purim is over, the kids start learning about Pesach. I mean, right? All of their education is being centered on the Passover story and the 10 plagues and they all got the little puppets and the projects and the Seder plates. I mean, if this is supposed to be educational, then why are we waiting until the very day itself before we start educating our children about it? And so the Haggadah asks this exact question. Yachom Chodesh. I would have thought that maybe the right time to start telling the Pesach story is two weeks ago, right? That would have given us more than enough time to really understand and grapple with the questions and the discussions and the topics so that by the time we get to the Pesach Seder, we're all well-equipped to have, you know, a proper discussion. I mean, imagine if the kids showed up at the Pesach Seder and they didn't know Manishtana. Come on, what kind of Seder would that be? So why are we waiting until Seder night and expecting that the children are going to figure out what to do on their own? Why wouldn't we have started this two weeks before? And that's without even mentioning that two weeks before Pesach on Rosh Chodesh Nisan would have actually been a great time to start telling the Pesach story. Because on that day was the day that we received the first commandment for the Jewish people before we even left Egypt. Namely, HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodeshim. The concept that we are going to be masters over time, that the Jewish people will be responsible for calculating the months and you know, the lunar calendar of the year and the way that that affects the, the outcome of all the different holidays throughout the calendar year. That would have been a great time to start talking about freedom and responsibility. So why are we waiting until Pesach night itself? And so the Haggadah answers that it's in the very verse that we just quoted to the son who doesn't know how to ask questions, the Eino Yudei Lishol, the answer to this very question. Talmud Lomar Bayomahu. It's because it says you should tell over to your child on that day, on the day that you left Egypt, that that's the day you should tell over to your children the story of the Exodus. Ibayomahu. If it's just on that day, then Yachol Mi Yom. I might have thought you're supposed to say it during the daytime. Talmud Lomar Ba'avur Zeh. That's why the Pasuk continues and says that you're supposed to tell your children it's because of this that God did, did for me when I left Egypt. What's the this, right? This makes it sound like there's something in front of you. There's something that you're pointing to. There's some object in your purview. Says the Haggadah, Ba'avur Zeh Lo Amarti Elo Sheish Matzah Umaror Munachim Lefanecha. Now, the time that you're supposed to tell over the story is when you have matzah and maror in front of you. And what time is that? What time during Pesach do you have a commandment to be eating matzah and maror and to have it placed in front of you? That's at night. And therefore, we're supposed to tell the story at night. 
Okay, but how does that answer our question exactly? I mean, if it's about education, then why not start earlier? Why do we have to wait until we have matzah and maror in front of us on the day of Pesach? And so I think the answer is as follows. You know, all education, in essence, is anticipatory. It's all in anticipation of some future event. So we're either setting you up to have the interpersonal skills to be able to navigate life's challenges successfully, or we're teaching you the skills that you'll need to pursue the trade of your dreams, or to move on to college and to higher education, to be able to be more worldly and kind of well-adjusted within society. And so education looks towards the future. It plans for your tomorrow. But the Seder night is about today. It's about freedom right now. And the experience is supposed to be not one of anticipation, but of participation. Because what we want is for our children to be experiencing something, to access the moment itself, not to be planning for it and then walking in all prepared, but to have an encounter, have something real that happens. And that's why we're doing all these weird things on on the Seder night. And I think it's something that we're really missing in today's day where where the kids are so prepared and they've made all those projects and they've recited the Ma'anishtana by heart. Because remember that the whole setup, the reason why we're doing strange things on Seder night is for our kids to instinctively say, Dad, what are you doing? What's so different about tonight that all of a sudden you're dipping twice and you're picking up the plate and you're walking out of the room? What's going on, pops? But because we've planned it out and we've created this whole educational environment around this experience, we've actually removed the opportunity for the encounter with something real. Now, of course, that isn't to say that we don't need to be educating our kids about Pesach. Obviously, we should, and it's a beautiful thing, and there's nothing as precious as seeing those kids standing up with their projects, singing, singing the Manishtana. But we need to make sure not to lose this aspect within our Pesach Seder experience. There needs to be an encounter. There's something participative, and that no amount of preparation, even starting back Rosh Chodesh, for that matter, five years ago, would have never prepared you for the encounter in the presence of the real props of the Seder night, the matzah and the maror sitting in front of you and experiencing the flavors that our ancestors have have experienced for thousands of years prior to now, those things cannot be replaced by any amount of anticipatory education. And so we can't lose sight of that in our Haggadah experience, whether we're trying to give it over to somebody else or we're trying to access it within ourselves. There's something real happening on Seder night and we shouldn't imagine that any amount of books that we read before can any, and really in any way prepare us for the magnitude of the moment that we're able to encounter at the Pesach Seder. We'll wrap it up there for today. Until next time, I'm Chaim Davies, and this is The Chaim Davies Show. 